Hello, this is Horse Facts with Megan Felly. Hey. I'm Tom McLeod, and we have a special guest today. Alex Moses. Wonderful. So, welcome to Horse Facts. Um, this is the podcast where we discuss horse facts, and basically we just ask Megan questions about, you know, what the horses do, how they behave, and why they are the way they are. <laughs> Isn't that right, Megan? Y- yes. I'm your resident uh, weird horse girl, but not a girl, so uh, what's up? And a horse enthusiast not named Hannah. Wow. Because that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's a thing. I know a lot of Hannahs who ride horses, or, you know, some of the barns I worked at, we had like three Hannahs, so can confirm. Hannahs, or horse girls are usually Hannahs. And that's a horse fact. <laughs> okay, you guys have any questions for me today? Because shooting from the hip's a little hard. Yes, I have a burning horse question. Okay, that let's I've hear it. Wanted to know for a while. Why do horses wear coats? And are their coats nice? Okay, so that's actually a multi layered question, and I'm going to try not to knock on the table while I answer it. Um, so in the winter time, uh, when the temperatures drop, especially in Canada, some horses aren't used to that cold weather, so we have to add a layer to insulate them. But it also depends on the horse breed and what they're used to. So if you have a horse breed that we might call a quote-unquote cold blood, so those are your big beefy like drafts and Belgians and uh, Clydesdales sometimes, um, they tend to have like more body fat so they can burn more calories to stay warm. They also tend to have thicker fur so they can stay warm and insulate themselves pretty well. Um, But, you know, if they're a young horse and you blanket them every winter, you can't just stop blanketing them because they'll start to get sick. Um, For other horses that we might call warm bloods or hot bloods, um, like thoroughbreds or Hanoverians, we we tend to have to blanket them all the time, especially in the fall, winter, and early spring, because they will shiver off all of their calories that they need to keep a good weight on. Um, yeah, so they wear they wear horse coats. They are they can be really nice. They can be really expensive, um, like upwards of five hundred dollars, uh, but. The way my family does it is we buy used ones or just like keep fixing ancient ones. So we have ones that have like layers of duct tape holding things together because horses are also dicks and uh, will rip each other's coats apart. So, yeah. All right, I have a question now. Okay. Um, my sister, she used to do a bit of horseback riding. Um, how do you get used to the smell in the barn? Whenever I went to like pick her up or drop her off, I just had to stay in my car, you know? Oh, you're not a big fan of poo, huh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I was raised on a farm with a lot of different kind of questionable smells. Um, some people don't mind the smell of horse manure. It does stink, but it's not terrible. Pig shit's worse. Uh, <laughs> I would say, like, maybe don't spend forever in the barn and, like, do it in small, small doses. Uh, or just, I don't know, you're fucked. They smell the way they smell. Okay, so <laughs> I, I do kind of want to jump back to horse coats for okay. a second. So what are they made of that they cost $500? Uh, the really nice ones. 
do. Like there's cheaper ones you can get for much less. Um, but the nice ones will have brand names attached to them. Uh, kind of like, you know, how you can have Burberry coats for Cubans um, or like, uh, like other expensive coat brands that I can't name because I don't have one. Um, you have sort of similar brands for horses, like a, a good ones like Rhino or um, Bucus. Buckus, I can never, I don't know how it's supposed to be said. Uh, they have weatherproof materials and good insulating and they tend not to like give horses like um, friction rubs. Like that's actually a big problem. If you have an ill-fitting blanket, it can actually like rub a hole in their skin through their fur and they can bleed and they can get quite nasty if not attended to right away. So we actually have these things we kind of call like quote-unquote horse bras or sometimes slinkies which are like a thin neoprene layer you put over their like um, neck and shoulders to protect them from getting rubs. Uh, yeah some some of like the older style blankets that I think are mainly made in England or, or were once upon a time uh, are made out of a thick canvas material with fleece on the inside but now we use more um, uh, sort of plastic-based or um, artificial-based fibers to make things that are waterproof and can insulate well. So you're saying that a horse Gucci is made in England, not in Italy? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, I don't know how warm they need to keep their horses in Italy. <laughs> um, yeah. So there are no horse coats that are just like, you know, it's look fabulous or nice or like where to the show? Oh, there there are those. Um, so like that's a that's a different animal there. Um, uh, there's a thing called like horse coolers, um, which is usually just like a fleecy or like a warm layer you put on a horse when it's either warming up for exercise or cooling down. Um, and they tend to just be pretty thin, sometimes like polar fleece tend to have like the name of the horse or the barn on it or like past shows they've won and those are just to look nice they don't really need them unless it's super cold um but like people will put them on their horses in the summer and it's not that necessary yeah do, do any horses ever wear like anxiety jackets like some dogs do like oh. just like chill out and like be cool or like horses like too like grr like straightforward minded for that kind of thing. No, they're totally influenced by, um, I guess, their environment that way. I don't know of any anxiety coats for horses. That That's probably a market that people need to start getting into. I feel like they're, someone could make a lot of money there. And if they already did, I just don't know about it. Um, so my parents are both trainers. My mom runs a riding school as well, but my dad's been a trainer slash farrier for the last 30 or so years. Um, and one of the things they do, or that they taught me and my sisters growing up in handling horses, especially horses with like problems with anxiety or they're very flighty and don't trust humans, is uh, like every way you conduct your body language and also how you handle the horse will definitely affect how they're responding to you in terms of, you know, are they being shy? Are they shying away because you're handling their head a certain way? Or are they shying away because you're moving too fast around their stomach or back? Um, so one of the things that we do is uh, we'll sort of do like a little test with um, like big Western saddles, which are big and heavy and have a lot of weight to them before we even try to get on a horse when we're breaking it or trying or like 
riding it for the first time because I don't want to get on immediately get bucked off and wrecked. Um, and those <laughs> and those uh, saddles um, sort of like they'll like flap around against their sides and sort of get them used to that feeling. So they sort of associate it with this is how we do work, not this is scary, terrifying, and the world is ending. Um, and another part of those saddles is they have two girths, which is like the belt that goes around their stomach that holds the saddle on. And most saddles just have the one at the front behind their front legs, but the second girth sort of towards their further back on their barrel or their belly. Um, most saddles don't have, but some Western saddles do have. And um, you can usually tell if a horse is like secure or insecure with their body with how they react to that. So we'll see if a horse has a bucking problem based on how well how uh, they react to that getting cinched up. Yeah. So for that competitions, do they get like anxiety too or something? You know? Yes. So it depends on the personality. So a lot of um, older show horses who have been around the block a few times, they're kind of not phased by anything anymore. They've seen it all. Um, but definitely taking a younger horse to a show if they don't trust you or they don't believe that you're not going to put them in danger, that you can get yourself into some sticky, sticky circumstances. I've seen horses, you know, buck, bolt, rear, uh, freak out, shut down. Like they just, you know, if they don't believe that you're going to keep them safe, they're going to, you know, put them first and leave. Um, but if you have a horse that's confident that you're leading them into a safe situation, even if they've never been to a show before, then things tend to go pretty well. Yeah, but it also depends on the show because some horse shows are like lower key sort of schooling shows where we take beginners and it's sort of like there's just a lot of people and horses and not a lot to worry about. You know, sometimes there's a dog running around a horse might spook at. Um, but the bigger shows have like tents and flags and flashy colors and plastic bags and all the scary stuff going on. So, yeah. Scary, spooky plastic bags? <laughs> Yeah, so horses are terrified of rustly, sudden noises like plastic. So I've definitely taken a number of dumps off a horse who spooked at a random plastic bag blowing by in the wind. Um, so one of the things my family has done is we'll try to get horses used to any sudden noises or movements. We call it quote unquote bomb proofing a horse, um, which just means that if something sudden happens that's alarming, they won't spook at it and bolt. So one of the things we do is we like tie plastic bags to ends of what we call a, a training tool that we call a carrot stick, which is a really long, I guess, whip that we don't use for whipping. We just use it as like a pointer. And we just sort of start petting them with it and wrestling it near them and show them that it's safe. And we have to do, like, we introduce it over a long period of time until they're just like, oh yeah, I don't care about that anymore. Um, and we do that with tarps and like big pieces of, like rustly, crinkly things to just get them used to it. And this is to keep you from getting kicked in the face. Uh, I mean, kicking kicking is a different story. It's usually, you know, if um, like you're leading a horse and like the wind kicks up and a piece of plastic goes by, you don't want your horse to spook and go over top of you and crush you or like run away and you can't catch them. Yeah. Or like if you're on the horse and it spooks, you don't want to, you know, fall off and get dumped because they're afraid of plastic. So, what did we learn today? We learned that horses are afraid of plastic, Alex is afraid of poo, and that horse coats, that are, uh, Gucci horse coats, are made in England. Yep. Cool. Well, isn't that some wonderful horse facts? 
Thank you, Alex. Thank you. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Tom. Okay, and that's it for Horse Facts. Goodbye.